Hello, it's Jim's World of Bonds. It's Wednesday, April Fool's Day, 2020. We've just finished the worst quarter for equities in history. At one point, equities included a 34% fall um, from the peak in mid-February down to its lows. And it's another risk-off day today with UK banks weaker after the regulator asked them to cancel future dividends and even unpaid dividends that they'd already announced for 2019. Government bonds are having a good day uh, as a result of the weakness in risk assets. So US Treasuries down to 0.61%, Japan stuck at zero, the UK down below 0.3%, and German bonds at the 10-year level uh, minus 0.52%. Still credit doing okay, so US investment grade at 176 as a spread over governments and high yield down below 900, still at 882. Uh, but Europe is opening soggy this morning and the high yield crossover index is about 30 or so wider on the morning. Yesterday in part one of this two-parter, we asked, um, are we going to go bust? Debt to GDP levels around the world are heading through the 100% level pretty much everywhere. Germany, not quite, but on the same trajectory upwards. Uh, and we're heading towards not, not, not a million miles away from levels that we normally see at war times or after war times. So we looked at World War II as a, a period of history that's seen a huge explosion in government debt. In part two, we're going to ask how do we deal with these debt burdens? If you've seen me speak over the years, you will have seen me use the old Hemingway quote uh, in which a character called Mike from the novel The Sun Always Rises is asked how he went bankrupt. And he says, gradually, then suddenly. Are we approaching suddenly? Well, first of all, the good news. A lot of people don't believe that high government debt levels matter. I mean, look at Japan. It's been running 200% debt to GDP levels and more for years and years. And perhaps mature, ageing economies can run high debt levels because they have a need for safe assets and they have a need for income as populations age. Um, Olivia Blanchard, the former IMF economist, this time last year said that as long as your economy will grow at a higher rate than uh, the, the amount of interest that you're paying on your government debt, then that's fine. Over time, you will delever your economy. Um, and even with growth spectacularly low and potential growth rates well below 2% in the Western world now, the ultra low interest rates that we have now means that debt servicing is, is trivial for, for most governments. and Perhaps we shouldn't worry. But... Bears will say one day there will be a day of reckoning and what are the three ways that people can deal with extraordinary high levels of government debt. This is also true of um, uh, individuals and corporations as well. The first one is obviously to grow. We mentioned that before. If um, we do have this massively V-shaped recovery that a lot of people are hoping for, uh, growth comes back at above potential levels. Um, high tax revenues uh, will help the government to delever from these high debt levels. And we saw that that's exactly what Germany did with the help of austerity as well in the wake of the Eurozone crisis. It got its debt to GDP levels down from uh, above 70 to 60 odd. That's the first method. The next two are not so uh, benign. I guess the second one is inflation. So if we allow inflation to run a long way above growth, a long way, way above government and banks inflation targets, that high levels of inflation will erode the value of your debt. Most debts are nominal. Governments do have a portion of inflation-linked debt, but most of it is simply a nominal you know, 3% coupon, 4% coupon, 
oh, those were the days, but you know, fixed coupons can be eroded by the impact of higher uh, inflation. There is a consequence for that, that your future borrowing costs will be higher if you allow that to happen. And finally, the worst of all, um, the suddenly default. Now, I think you would argue that for the UK, for the US, um, for Japan, there's no need to do this. You can simply print yen, pounds, dollars to pay back your creditors. Um, but we have seen developed economies default in the past. We see emerging market economies, which can print their own currencies as well, in many cases, default over those uh, decades too. Um, so it's not impossible that people can use that as a method of default. Um, but there are other forms of default too, and we saw um, after World War One there were bonds called war loans made to the general public, and the government decided unilaterally that, well, after a vote that was heavily uh, influenced by the government, to extend the maturity on those war loans for individual investors. There's things like financial repression, which means that the government could make banks own more government bonds, like it or not. And then there are kind of other forms of default, and you, you saw this with Ireland coming out of the, the Eurozone crisis. Ireland uh, had a raid on pension funds. It needed money, it went to pension funds and took cash directly out of pension savings pots. So um, these you'd file under the kind of uh, more extreme measures that could take place short of a default, but nevertheless things to bear in mind as bond investors. Have a good day.